Good morning, everyone. We're joined by Katie Bro Rooks, excuse me, Katie Rooks of Southeast Alaska Conservation Council. She's the environmental policy analyst, and I understand you have some folks from Friends of Whale Pass with you, Katie. I do. I have two folks with me today, Jimmy Greeley and Katie Bodie. Well, Jimmy, Katie, if you want to take a moment to introduce yourselves. Uh, my name's uh, Jimmy Greeley. I live in uh, Whale Pass, Alaska, at the north, uh, be like the north north end of Prince of Wales Island. Um, I've lived here now for about ten ten years. Um, I've, I'm a, I operate a small oyster farm in Sea Otter Sound and live in Whale Pass and grow oysters and sell oysters. Um, with my partner, Katie, Katie Bodie. And yeah, I'm Katie. I, I live in Whale Pass with Jimmy and, um, yeah, I'm out on the oyster farm. Very good. So could you first tell us about Friends of the Whale Pass. Well, is what kind of group is it? Well, it's just uh, mostly just it's just a collection, like basically a group of people that have lived live in Whale Pass. And um, once we found out about this this timber sale, we 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 uh, just kind of just the, those of us that just disagree with how we been treated by the state basically is it's not exactly a big organized like, a, like we're just a group of people that live there um this is our outlet i suppose is you know say you know um, it's the people have made a comment towards this 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 fail i guess um basically it's residents of whale pass families so yeah the homeowners and such. So, you mentioned a timber sale. So, there's a timber sale going on in Prince of Wales or the Whale Pass area. Could you explain what exactly the concern is? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll give you a little background quick. Uh, the state's planning a, an approximately a 300-acre old-growth timber sale in two different areas of whale pass, uh, one on each side of the actual uh, saltwater whale pass inlet. And both of these uh, areas of state land uh, are part of the southern southeast state forest. There are also logging patches that are outside of that boundary that are called uh, state settlement land, which is a different category of land uh, that's still state-owned. The state has been planning this sale for uh, several cycles of five-year schedule of timber sales. The many residents of Whale Pass have been commenting in opposition to the sale or certain parts of the sale for a long time. Um, and recent, as recently as 2021, when this sale again went on the five-year schedule of timber sales, all seven council members of Whale Pass uh, commented in opposition. Many of the citizens of Whale Pass, and, and the population of Whale Pass is only, what is it, about 40 people maybe that, that, year, year that live there year-round, although, right, although, although more people 
are uh, seasonal residents that own, um, you know, tourism-based businesses or stay there for the summer season and, and fish. Um, this is a state of Alaska timber sale, and uh, the Division of Forestry has been um, doing some communication with uh, Whale Pass folks and uh, for, for quite some time recently issued a preliminary and then a final best interest finding that decided that they were going to move ahead with the plans for the sale. The people of Whale Pass asked for a reconsideration. The state, uh, yesterday, <clears throat> they received word that the state threw that out based on it being one day late and not being accompanied by a $200 fee that was never uh, stipulated in the decision document, which I have right here. Uh, didn't mention any kind of fee associated or required to go with that request for reconsideration. So those are some of the reasons I think that this group is um, a little bit um, upset and would like the state to um, consider working with them a little bit more on finding ways to move forward that impact the, the town of Whale Pass and some of the residents um, in a little bit less. And so usually there's a public comment period with these types of activities. Has, has there been the ability for folks to provide their input? There has. There was a public comment period associated with the five-year schedule, of which and, and this sale was a part. Um, Eighteen people from Whale Pass, including the seven city council members, commented about this sale during that process. All but one of them uh, wrote comments essentially in opposition to the sale. Then the preliminary best interest finding came out, and the Friends of Whale Pass group commented again in opposition to that. So there's, there's quite a history here of Whale Pass folks being part of the public process and trying to get the state to listen to their concerns. And they have made public comments in opposition to the sale. And so this sale has been brought onto the schedule and then brought on again and then brought on again, essentially? Correct. Mm. And so you had mentioned some of the concerns. What are some of the concerns with this specific sale of timber well um, we uh, our our home is on the hillside directly underneath the sale so one of one of our main concerns is the water drainage that comes down the hill how that'll be affected um, I mean worst case scenario could be you know potential landslide we don't we don't know too much you know, what could potentially happen there or just also our uh, water collection. We collect water off the hill for like to, to uh, sustain because we have a rain catch water system. And then also just we get some off the hill, too, to complement uh, the rent when it's not raining as much. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the visual aspect of it, it's a lodge. It's mostly a lodges in town like fishing lodges, hunting lodges, like, uh, so, like, we're concerned about just losing the, it's a, stu it's a stunning, visually stunning place, and 
we're concerned about, you know, the long-term future of how it's going to look. Um, we also have neighbors, the other people on with us are concerned about windfalls from trees, like on the at the border between their properties and the, the clear cut. Cause we get a, where we're at, we have, we're kind of in a south, like a southeast to northeast kind of channel. And we'll get, we've had up to like 110 mile an hour winds that flow through well paths. Right. And they're, they have concerns about their timber on their own property falling down. Um, these are all things we've brought up to them. And then the response was like, basically, well, you should cut your trees down then. Or like, yeah, we see that there's loose or like, you know, shallow soil, you know, shallow root systems, you know, but we, we've taken that we've seen that and we still feel that we should have this timber sale. They haven't showed us any sort of like documentation or anything that says that they had somebody even go check out that the soil erosion and such. Um, there's two major fish creeks that like basically border this sale. And, uh, well, with the, uh, neck lake, we have a, like a salmon hatchery that is, uh, in town that basically is kind of the salmon aren't really returning to the hatchery. So now there's more people going to the other Creek and fishing the, the 108 Creek, whatever for it. So there's just, just all the little, little things is just. Yeah, there are no fewer than four cataloged anadromous uh, or salmon-bearing uh, fish streams in the sail area. There are many other smaller tributaries of those streams and other water source, documented water source streams in the area. The, the state is proposing to punch in a bunch of road that will absolutely impact those stream systems and the watershed. And um, the, the town of Whale Pass does not have municipal water systems, so folks are dependent on either rain catchment, as Jimmy said, complemented by water that flows off the hillside that the state is planning to log. And we're, we're talking about total clear-cut, right? We're, like, total the old growth timber would be the entire property would just be cut huh that's correct there are buffer zones associated with the anadromous streams typically those are a hundred feet the state has uh, suggested that on 108 creek it will increase those buffer zones but that's not going to in the long term that's not going to save the streams from the impacts of multiple stream crossings with the road, culvert installations, and and other uh, associated infrastructure with the sale. And so, Jimmy, you had mentioned you had lived over there for, for 10 years, right? Yeah. And, and so you, have much, you must have seen this, this sale keep coming up again and again and again uh, what did you think well it's always kind of been on the one of those around the rumor mill you know throughout town you know they're one day they want to cut that and then then it just seems like one day all of a sudden they had 
all the plans in motion and they have put forth a, uh, a community meeting. So they brought, and this was in 2019. Um, they, they got, you know, they told the town that they're going to have a, you know, a meeting about this timber sale. So we all basically went to the library in 2019 and, uh, over, they, they were unable to, the, the the state was unable to attend in person, so it was over over a Zoom call with the the town and in the library, obviously. And the consensus in the room was we all did not want it. From everything from like what I mentioned, the uh, water and the landslide and erosion, and to families in town not wanting to have log trucks driving past their houses because there's kids there's a there's kids in town now and it's more of a as i said it's more there's a lot more it's like a more of a tourist town instead of a like it's not a logging town anymore i guess you could as a good example it's, those days are gone and behind it so it's more of a family town and so they had those concerns um and and the vis the visual concern, obviously, too. Yeah, you, you you had mentioned that, given the amount of visitors that come there, right? They they'd want to see the kind of that kind of tree yeah. environment, the the trees, the views, with that nature. Yeah, and with how with how things are going nowadays, you get a lot of whereas like people used to come here and stay at a lodge and they fish the whole time. Now you get a lot of people that come and stay in a lodge and they go and we have. For example, like 10 miles up the road is the El Capitan cave system and um, 20 more miles, like 30 more miles at the north end of the road is like Memorial Beach and which are all very nice, but like a lot of people go to those spots on when they're visiting Prince of Wales. So uh, you get a lot of people. It's more, I would, I don't know, eco-tourism, I guess, like they're looking at the environment, I feel. Instead of just coming up here to get their ten fish boxes, they're coming up here to actually see a old growth spruce. Instead of like just see it in a photo, they want to see it for themselves. So, you know, like kayak around the bay or go do the uh, there's two lakes. Go kayak around the lakes. So I notice a changeover. So it just concerns me that you know. Mm. You know, it's interesting that. The Forest Service has been helping encourage towns like this on our island to build and grow their tourism because, you know, the, the, the timber industry has been waning in Southeast for a long time. Whale Pass is an example of, of a place that's taken that to heart, and they've done just that in order to stay alive and even grow. And now the state, contrary to what you know, the Forest Service has been encouraging and, and, the, and the small towns have been trying to do to boost their economy and, and embrace uh, some, some forms of tourism, the state is going to come in and basically destroy that opportunity for this place with this sale. And if I'm not mistaken, there was some legislation proposing to change how timber sales are, or are done, right? That's correct. It, it's uh, it's an unfortunate piece of legislation. It would be called House Bill 98 or Senate Bill 85. 
that piece of legislation was put forth by the governor's office this last legis- this just this previous legislative session that we just had. That piece of legislation would have done uh, a few negative things, but two of the main things would have been that they would have eliminated one of the pieces of public process that the public currently has to uh, oppose a state timber sale. The other unfortunate piece of that that many small mill operators did not like either was the fact that it would have opened the door to smaller sales being exported to foreign countries, negating the piece of uh, the the, uh, the statute that did exist regarding these types of sales where it was supposed to be processed locally. It was called local value-added manufacturing. And that keeps uh, a local timber industry for smaller operators more sustainable and viable. This bill would have done away with all of that. Luckily, it didn't pass this session, but that doesn't mean that in the future it's not still going to be a threat. You know, I listened to all the hearings about that particular bill. The Division of Forestry Director Helga Eng talked about how responsive the state was to concerns from the public as a way to justify eliminating one of those appeal opportunities. I would say that the Friends of Whale Pass don't necessarily feel that the state is being responsive to their concerns. So that would be a direct contradiction to uh, that claim. And, And like we've talked about here today, there's some concerns even with the current system. Correct. And so... On the whole, when we talk about forest management, what do you see as a solution to this to this issue? I, my apologies. I'll 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 clarify. Actually, what do you see as the solution to the old growth timber sale there in Whale Pass? I wanted to bring it back to to that. You know, I'll let Jimmy answer that, but I think from our standpoint, um, we see that the the folks of Whale Pass and even SEAC, we're not necessarily anti-logging. Um, small amounts of old growth that go to support small operators, for example, local small operators, is something we've been supportive of in the, in the past. But when it's 50 feet or 100 feet away from someone's home and uh, impacts all the resources immediately adjacent to a a town that depends on those resources for survival, that's the wrong place for an old growth sale of that size. There are ways that the state could alter that sale that would probably be... um, less objectionable to the folks from Whale Pass and from SEAC's perspective. They could log less of it. They could log each section at a different time so that the impact wasn't cumulative. They could leave larger buffers around some of the resources, or they could decide altogether that this just isn't the right place at the right time to take the last patches of old growth that exist this close to the community. I'll, I'll let Jimmy speak a little bit more to that point. Um, as, a, as far as the concerns to this sale, I feel our our voice was not heard. That's one of the major things. I feel like we were basically told to just 
to just shut up and just take it, right? And then, um, so, like, it just, like I said, our, 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 our opinions were not taken into very hard consideration. Um, we're, I'm not, like, my, my family grew up in the logging industry, uh, on Hecate Island, Port Alice. Um, in the seventies, my dad logged on Tuxican Island. Um, and so that's basically how, how I ended up here was to just those all sorts of just, that's how I ended up here. And, uh, I have nothing against the logging industry. That's, it's been something that's always fascinated me growing up. I'm just, I just see it. This, as this sale in particular, I just don't understand why this sale needs to be so speedily run through and like just why what's the hurry on this why can't we take take a take a deep breath and look and see is this really good is this actually something that the state needs to be doing this is I'm not trying to shut down the whole logging industry in the state of Alaska by any means I'm just trying to protect the, the trees right next to my house like what what we get water everything from so and and like Katie was mentioning there could be alternatives in the implementation of of the sale too yeah yeah, yeah. so like even even worst case scenario if they like for example in their plans they want to put a road across the hillside above our house um I know for a fact where the where the road is versus where their plans are to log below the road, there isn't even really any marketable timber other than maybe one or two trees. So maybe why can't we take a step back and reassess like, well, we don't need to log below the road. Maybe like just these buffer zones are almost insane with a hundred feet is nothing. You can, you can, I mean, that's like almost, that's basically the same distance, distance between home plate and first base. So it's not even that far of a distance. So, like, 100 feet is not very far in the grand scheme of things. So, mm-hmm. plus, who's to say that one day they that one day they don't know where that ribbon is, and then now now it's 50 feet. So, these these are all little things that can happen in a blink of an eye. So, these concern me. Also, mostly just the the fact of. They're not taking the people who live in the community's opinion for any sort of grant, like any sort of seriousness. They're just brushing us off. And that, that is something just we're the residents of the state of Alaska. They should, I would like, like to know that they're listening to us and actually take our, our values and our way of life into consideration. I could rant on for two more hours about mm. such a thing, but I don't think we have time. <laughs> well, we are out of time, so thank you, Jimmy. Thank you. Thank you, Katie's, for joining us on the program. Uh, is there anything either of you, any of you, would like to briefly add before I close out the program? Uh, nope. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time. And thank you all.
we'll have who will be on the next program after the break. We'll be speaking with those involved in getting the Salmon Creek Dam National Landmark designation for civil engineering. So be sure to tune in. Thank you for tuning in this July 7th. Kevin Allen for Action Line, signing off.